views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. It's February, y'all. Good evening. This is Skyline Radio Talk Show on Be Exposed Radio. I am your host, Skyline Mark. On behalf of Marie Starr and Letitia Higgs, they are neither one here tonight. So it's just me, me, me. You stuck with me. Um, Our special guest tonight is the Nicholas Smith. What's up, Mr. Nick? How you doing tonight? I'm doing almost amazing, believe it or not, after the day that I've had, but we're not going to talk about that. It's supposed to be my day off, get some rest and relaxation after the last two, three weeks that I've had, especially last week. Um, And yeah, it's been a day from hell. But we're not going to talk about that because I got the rest of the evening, I got the show to do. I got the rest of the evening that I'm going to get about this house, even though I said I wasn't going to. But yeah. Um, so first and foremost, everybody, I appreciate all the phone calls, all the text messages, the Facebook messages, Instagram messages, Twitter messages. Um, last week, this week, everyone that's called, text, whatever to check on me this week, throughout the week to see how I'm doing. Um, I'm doing almost amazing. Thank you for all your prayers, your thoughts and comments and keeping my mom and your best wishes. She's doing good. Um, I actually talked to her today. It's been eight days since her procedure. Um, she's up. She's out and about. Um, she's supposed to be taking two or three more days to rest and recuperate. But, you know. Uh, my mom is me and I'm the way I am because of my mother. So what can I say? She was down for a week and she was like, all right, that's enough. I got things I got to do. So, but she's good. Um, she's not 100%, but she's close. Um, the procedure went well. Uh, so what can I say? God is fabulous. Um, so Mr. Nick, tell us a little about little bit about you if i can get that all out in the right phrase uh so i actually run a mobile accounting company so if nobody actually knows what that means it speaks for itself but i travel to you and basically fix your vehicle um there are, i am limited on certain things i can and cannot do um i'm able to do on the road and or at your home so i try to usually beat the shop prices that's not always the case. Sometimes they can beat me, but most of the time they can't. <laughs> what shop prices can you not beat? So usually the transmissions and like engine jobs, it tends to be the issue. Or, um, I mean, I, like 
I've had people that I've been working on their car and they had to get a whole new engine. And I tell them how much it's actually going to cost, even with them getting the engine. And they opted to take it to a buddy of theirs who has a shop because he's only going to charge them like 150 bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't beat that. <laughs> Not to redo a whole <laughs> engine. There's no way. Bucks. Yeah, I mean, for me being on the road, it's um, or at your home. Uh, usually an engine job would tend to take, depending on the vehicle, um, tends to take roughly the whole day for me mm-hmm. because I am, you know, I don't have the, you know, I, I had the cherry picker and everything else, but it, it's, it's, I take pride in what I do. So it tends, I tend to be a little slower than, than whatnot, but I try to make it get done in a day, maybe two. Um, Summer, obviously, you have more light because I obviously I work with the, the light outside, so I do carry things with me to have light, but I tend not to try to be out there once I don't have full fledged light from like the sun. Um, so I try to get things done beforehand. I got you, I got you. Um, what's what mechanic shops do you refer your customers to and why? Um, so I used to refer, um, I mean, I, I still refer people to one place because the other person I used to refer to doesn't have his shop anymore. Um, I refer them to these two people because I know they do a phenomenal job, like on things that I cannot do personally. I'll say, hey, take it here. Um, they do a phenomenal job. They're great at what they do. They've been doing it for X amount of years. And I, I say that um, because I, I know these people and I, I trust these people. I would literally trust these people with my, and I, I, I put this out there, with my life to work on my car, you know, enough to where if I trust them, I'm, I'm not going to ride something. I'm not going to, you know, get behind a wheel on something, you know, that I don't trust it's safe. So I wouldn't definitely do that for my customers. So if, I do something for my customer or I send them somewhere because I can't do the work. I'm not going to send them to somebody that's just going to have them come back because they finagled something the way they have to come back. These guys, I know they, they do a phenomenal job and they, they get it done right the first time. So, um, but the, the shop that's still open that I do happen to send people to, if I'm not able to do it. Um, so, uh, Legacy Automotive, I send people who have Mercedes and Land Rovers and like high-end uh, European cars. I'll send mm-hmm. them to Legacy Motive, like uh, Legacy Automotive, which is over in, off of Oakleaf in Rushestown Park Heights area. Um, he, he, Eric, the guy who runs the shop, he's phenomenal what he does. He's been doing it for forty plus years. That's his, that's his, wow. his niche, you know. So. When it comes to you know Mercedes and all that and Land Rovers and those high-end European vehicles that are out there, I'll send them to Eric because I know and I trust him to work on something like that. Uh, I, I did work at Eric's shop uh, for a small period of time, and I've seen how much pride he takes in his work, and he takes tremendous pride in his work. Um, but... He, he's he is a perfectionist, so he's not gonna he's gonna do it right the first time. He's gonna let you know what he finds along the way, and give you the option. Obviously, the same thing I would do if I find something, I'll give you the option. Of, hey, would you like to do it now, or we can do it later, um, depending on what it is. But I, I tend to try to get people uh, 
but if I send anybody anywhere, it's either there or H and H. Uh, sorry, H and M Automotive, which is over in Highland Town. Uh, his name is Luis. He's from the Dominican Republic, but when I tell you he can do some work, I lie to you not. He can do some like miracles when it comes to to, to like cars. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. If you take it to Luis, it might sit there because he is extremely busy. Same thing goes with Eric. Um, they, these guys do get extremely busy um, because uh, they, they just have a lot of clientele. Uh, but when it comes to me, I, I try to, you know, if I can't, if I can do it, I'll do it. I'm not going to say I can do it and I can't do it. Um, and I try to get it done that same day. Um, like, uh, for instance, like I said, I won't do transmissions or engines on the road. Usually I won't. I'll send them to somebody. But if it like comes to like Hondas, like old school Hondas or Hondas with a sidewall transmission, those are so much easier. Same thing with the uh, Mitsubishi Eclipses and things. They have, things that have a sidewall transmission are a lot easier for me being on the road to do because they're literally right on the sidewall. Uh, they come right out of the sidewall where the, where the tire is, whether it's the passenger side or the, or the driver's side, depending on where the transmission sits. Um, so, <clears throat> but yeah. Those are the two shops I actually sent them to because Edric, which was uh, my buddy who had a shop over off of Hartford Road, he's no longer open. Um, he closed his doors because of the people he rented from. It wasn't the best uh, running situation, I guess he said. Um, but if I, I'll send people to Edric in a heartbeat because he's he's been doing it for 30 plus years, I believe it is. So he, yeah, Edric's been doing it since he was 20. He, he doesn't look like it, but he's in his 50s. <laughs> but he's a good <laughs> friend of mine. Yeah, he, he, uh, and he works hard. He busts, he, bu- he busts behind to get it, get everything done and, and, uh, and whatnot. So those are the three people I would send people to if I can't do, if I had to opt out to work. Um, right. But usually when it comes to me, um, when I travel with these people and I look at their cars, and I'll tell them everything that I see that's wrong. Um, and uh, if we can get it done that day, then we can get it done that day. A lot of times, certain things that you get at AutoZone or something like that, that might cost an arm and a leg, if it can be held off for a couple of days, I'll, I'll refer them to order it online because you're cutting out that middleman and you're going to pay a lot less on the dime on parts than you would when you go to AutoZone or Advance or you know, Napa or whatever the other stores are, you know, um, but certain things and sometimes you got to go to those uh, big commercial stores to get those parts because you need your car right then and there. Right. Uh, and, and it's a major thing that needs to be done for it to run, you know. Um, but a lot of times I, I uh, like I remember I needed a, me personally, I needed a mass airflow sensor for my Acura Integra. And AutoZone wanted $106, and I wind up getting it to, in two days from Amazon for like six bucks. So oh, wow. that's a, yeah, it, it's a big dramatic difference. Um, and I, I always try to save people money if, if, you know, if they can hold off, you know, and they're able to not have it for a couple of days and wait a few days to get the way we're done. Um, I try to save them as much as I can because, 
where people where people don't sometimes realize is that when you take it to a shop, you're you're charging labor and parts. That's what they're charging you. And some shops don't like taking your parts that you get, um, especially if you order them online, because then they don't know if it's going to work. They don't know, you know, they're, if they're not responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of times people don't realize that when you take it, take things to a shop, like uh, uh, even when you take it to these high-end stores or dealer or whatever, there's some things. Uh, like I remember, I did a I had a customer, he had a, um, what was it? It was the, it was a Chevy Malibu, Chevy Malibu. He, he got a quote from the dealer for two rear shocks and they wanted to charge him $1,200. Wow. And, uh, I had him order the parts and I only charged him four and I got it and I got it done for him in like an hour. He didn't have to wait a whole nother and he would have to leave it with them and come back and get it. So, uh, I mean, he had to wait a couple of days for the, you know, for the parts. And then when he got, when they got in, I got, I think we got his parts for maybe 150 bucks, both shocks, which ain't bad. That's like 75 bucks a piece for rear shocks, which ain't too shabby. Right. Um, so by the time they came in, I was there the following day. So I always tell people when you order online, uh, say, if it comes on Thursday, I'll be there Friday morning. Um, and we start the labor, uh, because most of the time that that delivery doesn't happen until later in the evening. So it, especially if it's something, you know, big, or I know it's going to take a moment. Um, I, uh, I'll tell them I'll be there the following day of delivering because, you know, you want to get back on the road. People want to make sure they can get where they got to go safely, safe and safe and sound. And I'm all about that. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I know someone that was dealing with, um, oh, God, I don't even remember the Goodyear, I think. Yeah, they dealt with Goodyear for over 20 years and never had a problem, never had a complaint, nothing. Nothing. Referred friends, referred family, never had a problem. Mm -hmm. Had their their wheels rotated on a Durango. This was like seven years ago. And they were driving down 70, going towards uh, Frederick, Mount Airy area. And the front passenger side wheel literally came off. It wasn't bolted tight properly. And I was like, I mean, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know how that happens. But it's like, how did that happen? So can you explain that? So what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, they they use these high impact guns and yes it has a major torque behind it what happens a lot of time is when they put these high impact guns on it 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 goes in and it tightens but when you have massive rotation of a tire and you know um so basically when you have the constant rotation over and over of a tire and they're just using these guns they eventually get loose so me personally when i i have a gun but I'll use the gun to where when even once the tire is back on, I still put my, my, my ratchet on there and make sure that it's like super freaking tight because there's nothing worse. And I've seen it happen while driving. I've seen a van cut a corner. And next thing you know, the wheel goes this way, bouncing <laughs> across the bouncing across the lane. And, uh, and that causes more damage when it happens. So 
like I said before, it's I'm all about safety. If I don't feel safe to drive it, I'm not going to have you drive it. Period. In a sentence. So, and people people get mad at me because I'm like, look, it's not ready yet. Um, for instance, I had a uh, I had a, a lady, and um, I mean, I you can't oh, you can't always please everybody, and it's, it it happens. Um, I had a lady, and I mean, I wound up fixing it and, and getting it done for. But the problem was is that I try to explain to her that uh, when it comes to valve cover gaskets, uh, you, they swell with heat. So when I I came out to do everything for her on her H2 Hummer, which is not common to work on. You don't most people don't work on Hummers because they're barely around anymore. Right. <laughs> so I go out and I work on her. Mm-hmm. Well, she had a, I think it was an 06. Uh, so it's, it has some years on it. Has what, 10 plus years? Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Um, it has what, 17 years? Exactly. 17 years on it. Uh, so I go there and I work on a car and I put the transmission mount on, you know, because she was having some jerk from where when you shift. So that's usually the transmission mount sometimes, depending on the jerk. Usually, if you, shift it or your engines it's a motor mount so i put the transmission mount on did that for uh took off for valve covers and uh i there was so much gunk inside of it that and i, and I had a feeling there would be because of the the gear and then i could smell the the oil she had gas going into her engine which is never good mm. so i, I I told her, I said, look, um, you know, and, and I wasn't charging her a lot to do the labor. I was charging her 200 bucks to do the valve covers. I didn't charge her for the flush. Uh, I charged her like 60 bucks to do the trans mount, which took me like all of 20 minutes. Um, it, but shop, when you go to a shop, that would just cost her 150 bucks off the, off the muscle. Just as soon as they put it on the lift, 150. You know? Just like uh, that, because that's a standard rate nowadays. It's anywhere between one twenty-five and one hundred fifty dollars just for the first hour, and every hour after that, it's one hundred twenty-five to one hundred fifty, depending on where you take it. Uh, right. I don't charge by the hour; I charge by the job, and that tends to not break people's pockets as much. But uh, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'm, I tear apart uh, her valve covers were pretty simple, but the problem was that um, by the time we had everything, and she because she was. I, I try to leave it up to them to, you know, get everything. I helped to order the gaskets. They got delivered. I was there the following morning, but um, she had to go up and get some other stuff. I'm like, okay, well. So I tear everything apart, and then uh, I, I literally had to take a screwdriver and scrape her valve, her uh, her valve covers because it was so much gunk and burnt oil inside of her uh, engine and depository inside of her engine, like. Personally, me and she asked my personal opinion, and I gave her my personal opinion. She did not really care for it, but I said she asked me personally, "What do you think I should do with my Hummer?" I said, "Honestly, get rid of it, um, because you have—we don't know if the gas is going to leak back in. Uh, you have a—you have five, and I replaced her. Uh, it was—it's something to deal with the, the fuel intake, so that was supposed to hopefully stop it." So, uh, 
but she was so I replaced her valve covers more or less. But it, it was so much deposits, so much depository inside her engine. It was in crud and buildup. Uh, like like she really didn't get like it wasn't taken care of. Right. And the backstory of her her uh, Hummer, it came from a bail bondsman. So I don't know if it was taken care of. And <laughs> I uh, I always and I told her I was like, look. We're gonna switch since we're flushing your engine out. You know, we're trying to get it cleaned out and get all that that fuel and oil mixture that happened to be like it was a two-stroke or something. And uh, I said, "Look, since we're flushing out, we're gonna switch you over to full synthetic. That's how we're gonna do this. You're gonna have mechanics tell you, oh, don't do that because it's gonna take away those those depositories." I'm. Uh, I don't know if I have to edit my what how I say this, but same. That's a fucking lie. Um, the <laughs> it's a fucking lie. Full synthetic oil is the best oil. It's 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 not refurbished and refined. It's it's better. It, it lasts longer. You don't have to get an oil change as often either. Um, the reason you have to get an oil change every three thousand miles is because it's recycled oil most of the time, and nothing to be. You know, JP Lube, they're famous for recycled oil. That's what wow. they're famous for. Um, I had a customer uh, that I had to fix JP Lube's problem because they did an oil change, but they use refurbished oil. So, uh, <laughs> but no, so I, I did these valve covers for her and um, it started to rain. And I'm like, I had to hurry up and get these done. But I, I didn't have time to get the injectors back on that night so i had to come back the next morning and finish up because um it, it it started to rain and i can't personally i won't work on electrical it's for the safety of me and the safety of your vehicle not to work on electrical in the rain exactly that's that's just um, common <clears throat> you you don't want to mess with oil in the rain any anything mechanic wise that's in general you don't usually do in the rain unless you have something over your head um so I, I told her I had to come back the next day. Well, the problem with me coming back the next day, and I had to redo her gaskets over because I do give a, uh, depending on what it is, I give a, you know, a 30 to 90 day warranty, depending on the job that's done, depending on it. Um, because usually most people are going to be like, oh, this needs to be redone, you know, as soon as they get behind it. But usually I'll tell before, I'll know before I give it to them, you know. Um, but she she opted to drive it without me testing it i said look i'll be you know we got it done got it done and everything and i said look she has no fuel i drove her to get gas we put the gas in there i said look i cut it on everything was sounded sounded great sounded great i did a did a tune-up valve covers the trans uh mount and the fuel filter uh um canister right the air fuel filter canister, whatever she had on hers. So I did all this, and I think I charged her like five hundred bucks for all of it. Cheap. Uh, it yeah, it, it was cheap. I mean, that's cheap. I mean, if she took it to a shop, she would have been paying a shit ton more. I mean, a shit ton more. And um, fifteen hundred, two thousand, or more. Um, I mean, and like you said, Hummers just aren't common no more. They're Again, not common, and 
they're they're they are they're easy to work on, but they're also a pain in the ass because um, to do like my I'm I'm six foot four. Okay, I'm not a little guy. My big my big ass had to climb up on the wheel and sit inside the engine to work on this car. Like <laughs> legit, like legit, I had to sit inside the engine, had to kneel on the battery, had to kneel on the battery to uh, and lean over the engine to get the back screw out of the. And I'm not complaining by 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 any stretch of imagination. I just they're not common to work on. People don't like working on them unless they have a hobbyist that do, that does. It's just not common for for them to be worked on. Uh, I'd rather work on Mercedes and I don't work on Mercedes. <laughs> I, so there, there are two vehicles I do not work on. Uh, that is Mercedes and anything to do with Land Rover, uh, Range Rover, uh, Land Rovers. They're the same thing. It's just one smaller than the other. So I don't, I, I, I opt out those all day long and I usually opt them out to Legacy Automotive out on Oakleaf in Rush, uh, Town. Uh, so I, is uh, and I don't work on those for a reason, um, because one minor thing it's twenty million different bolts for one little thing. Uh, wow. I, I, I will do like minor lube and tube type of stuff. Um, like uh, I did an alternator for a guy, a customer of mine. I did an alternator for him on his on. Um, uh, and then I did a tensional pulley. His tensional pulley was in a serpentine belt. It was completely like for, it was melting. His tensional pulley was melted to the casing. Yeah. Mm. So I took him up to uh, AutoZone, got the part that day, and did the labor that day. And I think I charged him like 200 bucks for, for for the serpentine belt and the pulley, which for Mercedes, that's that's like nothing. That's like a penny out of the pocket when it comes to Mercedes. Because um, <laughs> it is. I mean, it. But um, you know, brakes, rotors, things like that, I'll do. But like nothing internal, uh, and I don't do starters on them anymore because uh, I had a girlfriend that almost died from me and her working on Mercedes together. Uh, jack stands kicked out because we were on a slight slope, and I didn't realize it. And uh, yeah, car dropped on her. Yeah. Wow. And then this crazy girl, but here's here's the thing. I thought I killed her. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I legit thought I killed her, and um, I'm freaking out because she didn't say anything. she didn't even give me a grunt. Herbert get Herbert get the jack under her, but get the jack up, and uh, she crawls out from underneath. She's like she has like a lima, like a big ass knot here, and she has a little slice between her thumb and her uh, index. I was like, yo, you're going to the hospital? She's like, no, we're gonna finish this job. I'm like, yo, you're crazy. <laughs> little short Puerto Rican chick, little short Puerto Rican chick. She, but look, I ain't gonna lie. Ty, Ty was, she was a rebel, man. She, she loved going out and getting dirty with me. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it, we'll leave in the morning, be clean as a whistle, and then come home. Her tank top be black as black as my legs and arms, because in the summertime I wear like jean shorts and a tank top, and um, like we'll just be dirty as all hell together. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we were. She, she loved doing it with me. But um, uh, you know, I I try like I said, you know, going back, I do try to be people, you know, shop prices. So like I said, sometimes I can, sometimes I can. Uh, um, I'm not by any stretch of imagination a miracle worker. <laughs> uh, sometimes your car is just is gone, 
and people don't like to hear that because and I, I get it i've been down that road um i uh i had two integrators and i was pulling i was tearing them one apart to save the engine and the trans because they both were good and uh but by the time i got around to go and doing it people got rid of that out of their yard and i was screwed because my other integrator the trans started going up in it and me personally i'm not going to go and get uh a used transmission from lkq for 450 bucks that i don't know if it works <laughs> even though it has a warranty but it it was wasn't worth it for me so i just i opted out to sell it um and uh the, like i said it, i know how it is to be demobilized it's it sucks and that downright sucks um I mean, I do eventually plan on having more equipment to where I can do bigger and major, more major jobs down the road. Uh, so if you ever see a little box truck with my logo on the side, it's probably me driving it. So <laughs> uh, that that's the ultimate plan to where I can have like one of those hydraulic lifts and because uh, I'm not getting any younger. I mean, we... we we know, Mark. We know. I, I know you're you're younger than me. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't don't. I, I know I'm younger than you. I know I'm younger than you. I get it. But working on the cold ground and in the elements, it it, it does do a toll on the body. It does uh, a big time toll, and uh, it would be a lot easier and a lot more sufficient efficient. Sorry, efficient for me to do it if I had a mobile hydraulic lift. Can't put that in the back of a car. <laughs> so. Um, uh. And with me driving so much, it's not it's not good for me to be hauling 400 pounds of tools in the back of a car or even a, a small pickup truck. It's just not healthy for that vehicle in general. Um, so I think that's that's also probably why I've been through so many vehicles myself. <laughs> um, I mean, it's uh, but uh. Like I, like I was going to tell you a story before we started this, and uh, you said hold off to it. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I I had a gentleman. Uh, what did he have? He had a um. He had a ah, that's what it was. He had a Jaguar. He got it from the auction. It wasn't running, right? Was not running. <laughs> I I got it. I got it running. Uh, well, the problem was, uh, he needed. When the car broke down, the middle console switch that you push and turn and pops up and put it in drive and all that, mm -hmm. the, the solenoid went bad. And I said, look, it's your solenoid, that solenoid. Get a new battery and get the solenoid. You'll be good to go. Well, we he got the battery and it cut on with no problem. But the solenoid was stuck in place. So it was stuck in, uh, what was it? It was stuck in... um. It was stuck in park. It wouldn't come up. So those mechanisms, when you press them, they're supposed to turn. When you turn the car on, it's supposed to pop up the way you can turn them. Well, this one didn't really pop up, so he had to order a new one. But uh, <clears throat> he asked me, he said, uh, how much for an engine? <laughs> um, he's like, I got the engine. I said, hmm, let, me, let me do some pricing and I'll get back to you. Like I got back to him and I said, look, you know, it takes X amount of hours and, you know, shop rate is X amount of dollars. 
uh, between labor, time, and all that, you're, you're looking at like, I think I quoted him like, like a grand, which to do an engine on a Jag with, where you gotta make sure everything's copyrighted right, you know, you know, it's all right and everything's good, and the timing is when it's right. Every, you know, it's time consuming. Right. So, you know, I said, but to be honest, the, the lowest I can honestly go is like. 850-900. He said, um, oh, I appreciate it. I was like, so I, I waited a couple of days and I hit him back. I was like, so, uh, you know, just checking in to see, you know, because he said, let me think about it. I said, I, <laughs> he, uh, so I hit him back a couple of days after and he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm good. I, I got my buddy up, up in Pennsylvania. He's going to do it for 600 bucks. I said, oh yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that. Let me, but between, here's what I don't, it, it, if I'm willing to charge you nine hundred to a thousand bucks, right? And you live in Randallstown, like Boonies Randallstown, um, but then you're paying six, yeah, for the labor. But that tow bill, that tow bill is gonna it's gonna get you. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna have to get a tow there. And then he's going to tax you for storage fee. He's quoted you labor. That's what he quoted you. I said, well, you know, hey, do you? Best of luck to it. You know, best of luck to it. Because there's no way I can beat $600. You know, I'm I'm coming from the other side of town. I'm 45 minutes from you. And I'm charging you no less, uh, no more than a grand, which... For that job alone, usually is is like two twenty five to thirty five hundred dollars for a Jag engine, and I think his had a turbo. So yeah, you know, turbos <laughs> always are more turbos are always more expensive. People don't realize that. Um, don't ask me why. I can't answer that question. I'd be a liar if I tried to. It, it, it's just a no. Nah, I mean, they're the engine itself is more expensive. Um, they're believe it or not harder to find, and they're a lot more of a pain in the ass when you're replacing something on the turbo itself. Like I have a, I have a turbo outside right now. Uh, turbo is great, uh, but it's it's on a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a Volvo station wagon of all things, which is kind of funny, but uh, <clears throat> I like it. I mean. I'm uh I'm tweak I'm tweaking things with it right now and you know uh and what and whatnot. So but uh yeah, I, I mean I like I said before, I, I just there's most most of the stuff I will do and I can do. Uh I won't lie to you and tell you I can do it and I can't. Because that's wasting my time and your time. And um uh, I don't like playing with people's money because I don't like mine played with. Right. And I wish and and um, I mean, I know sometimes a lot of a lot of times the labor when I give people a quote, it does seem like it's a lot of money, and, and you know it it can be, um, depending on what it is. Um, but I I do try to work with people, especially if you become like a regular client of mine. Um, I'll opt like uh, I have a gentleman now. Uh, I used to work on his Volkswagen. He hated his Volkswagen. He finally got a new car. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> 
but he wants a a double din radio installed i do do you know i do do radio installs uh i don't do the whole running the wire putting bass systems and that's not my thing um but uh her poptronics is pretty good with that stuff so. <laughs> um and uh but i, I told him because he wanted that in the back of cam put it on his car and I, I gave him an estimate and he's like all right well uh how about just the radio i said look I said um justin i said look man you know give me this amount down and then yeah i trust you you know i know you're good for your money because i've been working for him for like two years now on his it was on his Volkswagen. I was working on his Volkswagen for the last two years, off and on. It's like one thing goes wrong, another thing happens. You know, fix one thing, another thing goes wrong. Right. Um, and uh, so um, I said, look, just, you know, put down 150. We'll do the labor, put everything in. And then, you know, when you get paid again, just throw me the other hundred. You know, so he said, ah, I can do that all day. Yeah. You know, because I know people got bills. I get it. People have bills. They, um. You know, times are hard and times, you know, money's tight. I get it. Uh, so, you know, if you do, just whoever's watching, if you do wind up calling me and you give, um, you know, and I do work for you and fix your car, if you become a regular customer of mine, I do opt for a payment plan. Uh, depending on how much it is, the job is, depends if I have to have, I'll sign a, an agreement. Um, if it's like a big, big job, uh and i've been working for you and working on your car or car or cars for a little while and i trust you know and you're good for your money and your word is good then um you know we'll, we'll sit down we'll negotiate and put an x amount of dollars down and then we'll go from there i do try to work with people um that is one thing about me um so and the payment plans are optional and you still got your car but <laughs> It's, I mean, no, seriously, you take it to a shop, you know, you could put 500 bucks down, but that job might cost you two grand. Right. You're not going to get your car back till you pay that two grand. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, with me, what I do is, you know, uh, I might I might ask for a quarter down, yeah, but you're going to have your car and then we're going to work out a payment plan and X amount of dollars is going to be paid you know, this has to be done. Um, so, and then eventually what happens, and I had a, I had a kid, and I say a kid because um, he was, he was a kid. Uh, and uh, I did some work for him, and it was like $1,300 worth of work. So I told him, look, give me 400 bucks down. We'll do, you know, we'll do this labor, and, you know, $200 a week. That's fair enough. You know, well, two hundred dollars. I think I said a week because he got paid weekly. I was like, "Can you do that?" He's like, "Yeah, we can do that." So I had him sign the contract. But the thing is, is that I, it, he read it. I said, and I always tell people to read those contracts because the thing is, is, if you don't pay that balance, I, it, I'm a businessman at the end of the day. I'm a very nice guy, but I'm I'm a businessman at the end of the day. If you don't pay that balance and your payments have lapsed for a period of time and you, I have not received any type of payment or communication, um, you know, I, I, I will I have to put a title lien on it, a mechanics lien, uh, until that balance is due. And then if it's not due, if it's not paid off and doing it, and that's the, 
the nature of the business, sadly to say. But uh, he he wanted to pay me the rest of the money, but uh, I've never actually had to take somebody's pink slip from him. Luckily, and thank goodness, because that's that hurts people. I, I do try to work with people, but that that is, you know, usually people don't want to lose their car to a mechanic. I mean, right. But it, it, it that is it is in the contract. It does state it. It says you know if you have X amount of time to pay, you're agreeing to this. This is you know um, a mutual agreement between both parties. Both parties sign. You have a copy. I have a copy. And by X amount of time, it should be paid off. If it's not, then you know. I will try to amend it if, like, the person communicates because shit happens, man. I get it. Of all people, I, I get shit happens. And, um, you know, unforeseen events may come and arise. So if, as long as you're communicating that with me, you know, I'll, I'll work with you. It's everything. It's always everything. I, you know. Today's times, you know, life happens to different people in different ways. At the end of the day, you know, I try to tell people at the end of the day, you don't know anybody's story. You really don't. And again, at the end of the day, it's okay not to be okay. But communication is everything. You don't have to tell me everything in detail. I'm not going to tell you everything in detail. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Open, open, shut. Ain't like, no open reading the story and then shutting it shutting it up. Nah, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is what it's gonna be, and let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, and, and and I do get receipts with my you know with everything. Um, I'm very you know particular, especially when it comes to the payment plan. People, I get receipts because that it shows them that they paid X amount of dollars and it is still owing doing. Um, I. I like sometimes it's it's inconvenient for both parties to either meet at a certain location to pay the balance. So I, I do accept Venmo, Zelle, and Cash App. So I, I do accept all sources of payment uh, that that pertains to finance, money, um, uh, electronic payment, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it, 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 as long as my customers communicate with me, I have no problem amending the certain things and like communicating and you know like i said you, like you said i don't need to know everything that's going on it's like be like hey this is this this happened i need i need x amount of more weeks added on to the original agreement and either i'll say okay or i'll say eh, usually i'll say okay you know eventually you're gonna have to pay that off because there, there's people there are people out there and it happens, and um, I had a gentleman who owed me thirty bucks, thirty dollars. That's it. And um, he he drove his car home. It was driving fine, and then next thing you know, the next day, he he had a BMW SUV. He didn't have any. He didn't have a job. His dad was paying for all the labor. When I got to the car, it was not running. It was not running. Uh, I said, look, you need a new battery. You're going to need this, this, and this done. So we did all this, and the car was running fine. Started to drive the car, because I couldn't test it. Couldn't test driving nothing. Started to drive the car. It started to overheat. So I said, look, I called them up. I said, look, your car is overheating. It went, up, it went like not even 10 minutes down the road. It started to overheat. 
I'm not going to be able to drive this to you. So I said, look, I'm going to park it at my house and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fix it. But this is what's going to need to be done. So we did the thermostat and, and the radiator. We did a whole, you know, cooling flush and all that jazz. And, uh, you know, um, I drove it to him. And then the next day, um, he's driving it. And I guess he, I don't know what he, you know, I don't know how people drive their vehicles, you know, but it being a, a BMW SUV, uh, me personally, I'd probably be hitting that pedal. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, <laughs> cause they got, they got, they got some, they got some kick in the ass. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, I, uh, I get a call and he's flipping out on me like I did it because he, he's upset because he blew his oil pump out. His brother stopped putting, sold it to him because he, his brother already literally put 10 grand in it because it was having so many issues. And I always try to tell people, man, I'm like, look, your car, a car is like your body. Okay. If you don't take care of it, it's not going to take care of you. Thank you. So when, when <laughs> you, when you don't do the necessary maintenance to maintain self, you get sick, right? Mm-hmm. Same goes for a car. So if you're not getting your oil changed on time, like the kid that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. he had his car for like two and a half years and never, never got an oil change. You crazy just, as hell. Just, just added oil. Just That does not help. That does not that work. Not just adding oil when you need oil does not work. So, but, um, you know, doing the necessary maintenance and you know, eventually a car wears it gets wear and tear. It, it uh, it it requires maintenance. Um, yeah. But if you're if you don't fix these things when it happens, and you keep going and going and going, what happens when you get a cold and you don't take care of yourself? And you don't rest and you don't do the necessary steps to get better and your fix what's wrong. Your body shuts down. Same thing goes for a car. You, you know, it, it's the same thing. If you don't take the necessary steps to take care of your vehicle, um, you, you will not have a vehicle. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it, it's sad nature of it, but uh, that goes back to me saying I'm not a miracle worker. So, if you're looking for me to come out and touch it and it works and everything's honky dory, that's not probably going to be the case if you never done any type of maintenance to your vehicle because there are people out there that don't do anything at all the required maintenance to their vehicle the necessary required maintenance like oil changes tune-ups um tire and i try to tire rotation uh i i I try to tell people look you are supposed to get an a tune-up every other oil change Especially if, if you have full synthetic, it's every other oil change. If you have synthetic blend, it's every third oil change. And you 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 know you do a basic tune-up. Basic tune-up usually calls for an oil change, spark plugs, wires. You know that's that's just a basic tune-up. Uh, an advanced tune-up is if you have a distributor, it calls for distributor wires, wipers, all the essentials. Um, but I've had people tell me, oh, I, I didn't think I needed to get a tune up. I, I'm like, they call me when their plugs are bad, but 
I'm like, have you ever got a tune-up? They're like, no, I didn't know I had to get one. I'm like, how many oil changes have you had? Have you done so far? I had some chatty tell me, oh, I think I did like uh, seven oil changes. I'm like, have you never had a tune-up? <laughs> and, and I and, and I'll be brutally honest with people. I'll be brutally honest with people. I was like, we're going to have a lot more work after this tune-up, just so you know, because what's going to happen is you're going to have all these depositories in there, and then you're going to have these O-rings and these, these gaskets and O-rings that are so used to getting this crud and, these, this, uh, and not getting the correct type of lubricant that they, when they get that lubricant, they either get too lubricated or they just they get dry and hard and crack. Right. So, you know, lube and tubes are like essential when it comes to a car. Um, but I just lost Jamar. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, like, what's going on? But, um, I, uh, I've had people hit me up for some of the oddest things and tell me and then want me to they, they tell me what's wrong or what they think is wrong with it. And uh, I'm like, look, I, I can't give you an estimate. I don't know. I'm not there. I can't. And then they're trying to send me videos. And I'm like, look, I have to be there. Because people get really like, Ugh, when they hear I charge a service fee. So I, I charge a $50 service fee. That's if I come out and no work is done and perform the same day. Um, so if I'm coming out to do a service call, usually people need their, their code reader hooked up. If anybody's on here and they're picking their car to a shop, they know a diagnostics does not run 50 bucks. It runs a lot more. That's a service call. That's a service call for me. I call that a service call. I don't mind crawling on the ground and looking at the uh, under, you know, under the car and, you know, hitting, you know, putting the code reader on it and looking at the, you know, looking overhead and looking at the engine for you. I got no problem with it. It doesn't take that long. I'm not going to charge you $180 to do a diag on it. Just, you know, you know, um, the, depending on what you're saying, the problem is most of the time is the check engine light. So, but these shops said, you know, I'm not going to, I charge 50 bucks if no work's done that day. And if work is performed that day and we're able to get it done, then it is with the labor. But I, I've had people that are like, oh, and, uh, no, no, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. no, they, it's like, it's, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I got to get paid for my time too, guess. Gas don't uh get it's not like water, you know, it's not it's not cheap. It's not cheap like it was twenty years ago. No, not cheap like it was a couple years ago. Exactly. <laughs> I mean you ain't even gotta go twenty years ago, go two years ago, three years ago. Uh, six months ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Right after the summer it was like it was low twos, high high ones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it went it went mid twos and now it's like back up to threes. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I should have invested in some barrels, man, and just stocked up. Right. Stockpiled it. Um I don't just but I don't just do mechanic work. I do do body work. 
Um, and, uh, but hence the weather is everything when it comes to body work. Uh, you can't do filler and you can't do bonding with everything when it's below a certain temperature. It doesn't, the compound doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't get hard. It doesn't, you know, cure right. And all you're doing is you're wasting time and money at, at that time because you're going to pay for the supplies and try to do it. And I'm not, I'll, like, I have an awesome, she is an awesome customer of mine. And, um, so a vehicle hit her, a Jeep hit her car, and <clears throat> this guy was going to charge her $4,500 to fix her car, and that was including the body work and everything else, and um, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I didn't, I looked at the exterior of the damage, I didn't realize that the damage, and this is, this fell at me, which it is what it is. Um... I still have to come back when it gets a little nicer out and a little warmer and finish the rest of her body work because when we got around to it and when we got to it, it was getting colder. So, but she's already paid for her. I just got to go do it when it gets warmer. And she, and I communicate with her and I let her know what's going on. And, um, I tell, I told her if I can get a chance to take it in my buddy's shop after hours, then I'll let her know and I'll come get her car and we'll get it done. But, um, you know, if anybody needs body work, that's like major body work. I, I do do that too. Um, like, uh, I think, yeah, her, her jam, it was like right where the rear door meets the, the back panel. And, uh, but like the under, the undercupping of it, where the door rests. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has this little car and uh, she loves her car. And it has the cutest name. You know her because you go into her her work. So, um, her, <laughs> and her her car is named after a celebrity. We're gonna leave it at that. But uh, but no, she she's a great great person, and she's very understanding. And uh, we kind of had to jerry rig it because for right now and. I know that sounds so puts a sour taste when you say jerry rigging, talking about mechanics and things like that. But what, I, what we mean by that, what I mean by that is we had to, so because her panel, how bad the dent was, and with me putting that new door that wasn't jacked up on it, it wasn't, had no place to rest. So every time she hits a bump, it drops. Mm. So what we had to do was we had to lift it up, put something to where the little button the sense like that goes in when you close the door that turns out the light. Right. We had to wed something against that. That's what we had to jerry rig so the light doesn't stay on. But the door it doesn't fly open or anything. It stays on. It's just because it still needs that undercoat, that under bottom, the lip, and it needs to be brought out. The the side panel right there needs to be brought out more. Um it's not resting properly to where it presses against that little button sensor. So, um, but she, she knows that as soon as it gets warm, I'll be over and it'll get done. And, and, uh, I think she's just extremely happy that she has her car and it's, it's running again and it drives because the guy was like, Oh, it's like, he's like, Oh, it's going to cost you $4,500. And, uh, 
Um, and uh, this is this is the note I just got. Can you see that? It says I'm ordering pizza from Domino's. I got a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, um. I have a very unique way of doing body work sometimes depending on the severity of it. Now, don't get me wrong. If, if you're, if your shit is crushed in, like, and if I can't do it, once again, if I cannot do it, I'm going to tell you, I can't do it. I'm not one of these guys out there that say, oh, I can do it. I can't do it. You know, just trying to get that money. And usually, most of the time, I don't accept payment until after the job's done, depending on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless it's a major, big, big, expensive job, then I do, I need a down payment. But if it's like, you know, something I know I'm going to get done in an hour or two or a couple hours, I'm, once the job's done, then you pay me. That's that's how I am. Right. Uh, same way. I mean, same way you would, that's, but... I tend to usually try to be cheaper or am cheaper than a shop because I don't have the overhead. Um, I don't do, I don't charge you for oil disposal. Have you ever, has anybody ever took in their car or shop and actually looked at the receipt? It literally says oil disposal. <laughs> yep. It's a, or they put it on their environmental fee. That's what they put up environmental fee. So that's oil disposal. They dispose of your oil. I don't charge you to dispose of your oil. I just take it and I dispose of it. And I give it to to AutoZone because it's free to give to them and they, they get rid of it for me. Wow. So I just drop it off at their back door. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, that saves people a couple bones too. You know, that, that those extra tax on fees uh, – you know, oil disposal or uh, they, if you have, uh, unless you have a core and you're trying to get that couple of dollars back for that core, I usually take the old part with me. Uh, I know a lot of people, they want to keep the old starter because it has a core to it and they send it back to the place they got it from or to take it back and they get the core. Uh, right. Same thing with a battery, you know. Um, so depending on what it is, I mean, usually I take it with me. Uh, um and uh and whatnot dispose of it so you don't got to worry about some old parts just sh- shooting around the back of your your trunk and shit you know um but no i mean i i'm pretty easy to work with and I, I try to get it like i said i try to get it done the same day if i can but i also have to work with the weather and the elements um i don't work on sundays and it's not because of religious it's just literally that is the only day that I choose not to work. Um, excuse me, I don't work Sundays and my hours start a little later every other Tuesday. So, um, but my hours usually start be- at uh, nine in the morning. So if you're going to call me, please don't call me till after nine. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, f- the phone won't be on. It will be on silent and do not disturb. <laughs> but I, if if I don't hear my phone, though, I will get back to you at my early convenience. So, um, so, uh, but I try not to overbook people either. But if I had to reschedule you, I will try to reschedule you. Um, 
the following day or if I have something already prior pre-scheduled, then I'll have to bump each other the day after that. I mean, there's been times where I don't work on Sunday, but I've had to reschedule somebody that I had scheduled. And then I had another somebody scheduled the next day. And instead of pushing two people out, what I did was I just, re I said, Hey, you know, um, I'll see you Sunday. You go with that. So, and, and you know, people usually are because they're going home and nothing, they're not doing anything. So um, I'll come out of, I'll come out of my day off for a reschedule. Like if it's raining on the day, I'll reschedule and I'll push the person out till Sunday if I have, if I have something else booked right. after them. Um, but I try not to do that. I try to get out to people and get it done because safety and road safety is everything when it comes to your vehicle. You know, you don't got to worry about your tire flying off with me though. <laughs> <laughs> What got you into mechanics? Um, so funny thing is, is I, I've always been tinkering around. I've always tinkered around my own vehicles. Um, and I, I would help other friends with theirs. And I'm like, you know what? I like doing this. You know, I like working with my hands. I, 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 I like working with my hands. It's it's funny because before I started my company, this company, I actually had a home remodeling and landscaping company. But because I'm a very, very small fish in a huge pond, it, and uh, and I didn't have the business ID and all that, so I couldn't do like insurance jobs. Now, now it's a different story when it comes to my mechanic company. Uh, I had the business ID number and the tax ID number and all that jazz. So um, I, I don't know. I, I just like work on my hands and. And the thing about it is, is it, it it's peaceful to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, if you step out of your house and you and you hear me cussing up a storm and cussing at your car, you know, <clears throat> you know, and don't don't think I'm crazy. It's just sometimes that works, you know. But I gotta talk shit to the car once in a while to make it work for me. <laughs> it, 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 it happens. I, mean, I don't know just, a mechanic that don't. You know. I mean, I can't, I can't count how many F-bombs I've dropped for, you know, you might walk out of the house and say, you know, you might hear me say, come on, you know, you want to, you know, you want to break for daddy. Like, like, you know, <laughs> you, know you just never know. But, um, uh, I mean, I might, I don't know. I'm, I, you might hear cocksucker come out of my mouth. You, you just never know. So I, I, I do try to watch my language sometimes, especially if, if the person, um, the people that, that I, I like all people. I just don't care for the ones that want to hang over my shoulder while and watch me work. It, it's bothering. It's bothersome. Um, it's annoying. It, it, it's, it is. I mean, it's, it's just annoying. And I don't say anything. But I'll literally stop working and just smoke a cigarette until you walk away. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I, I just don't like somebody standing over my shoulder. Like, if you don't trust me working on your car, then don't hire me. Um, that's, and I, um, I don't have any cut cards, and maybe that's a problem sometimes. But I, I'm flat out and 
I, I say how it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you though. I'm not gonna like cuss you out or something like that. That's just, that's unprofessional. But if I think your car is a piece of crap, I'm gonna tell you, hey, you might want to get another car. This is X Y Z is wrong with it. It's a piece of shit. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I've had a, I've had a few shit boxes in my time. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I usually tend to get rid of them. Because it's a smart, logical thing to do. Yeah, it's but, not uh, worth ten grand into something that's not even worth five grand. No, I, um, I mean, back to that lady with the Hummer. She, uh, she had a buyer. Her neighbor wanted to buy the thing, and he had the money to fix it up, but she didn't want to sell it. She just didn't want to sell it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whole time right. she could have took. She could have took those tags. And put them on the other car that she had. That all, all it needed was a uh, an oil cooler seal. Mm. Yep. Which is like turn the cab and go. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I um I, I usually show up and I'll, I'll work on people's cars and you know I'll um I'll just. I don't know, it's something peaceful about it between it's just me and the car usually. Me, the car, my music. Um, I don't gotta, you know, I don't have some somebody yelling at me or you know, or this or that. It's just I don't know, it's just it's peaceful to me. You know, I um it keeps me in shape too, because constantly cranking the you know, cranking the wrenches and um and whatnot. So uh, it's just peaceful to me. And I'm able to take certain frustrations out and relieve some tension of the of the mind and, and everything is when it's just me in the car. Right. So I, I guess that's kind of why I like do I like doing it. There's be, there are days where I'm like I'm like fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there are. I mean, but. Who doesn't have a company sometimes? They're just like, I fucking give up. I'm, I'm over it right now. Like, you have those days. I don't care if you own a company or you have a regular job. You have those days. Um, you do. You know, or you're like, especially working on cars and being on the ground like I am and not having the mobile lift at the moment. Uh, some days I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to get out of bed. But I do because I know I got to. You know, I do what I got to do and uh, I make it happen. But I, like I said, it's just, it's something, I don't know. You know, and it's, when it's, it's just me. It's, it's, yeah, it's the it's type just, of job that not everyone can do it. Well, I mean, eventually I'm not going to be able to do my own job. The way the right. shit's going now, though. I mean, it. it you're just going to have to have a guy with a freaking laptop that writes code for a freaking living. Eventually, <clears throat> I'm going to lose a lot of jobs because a lot more people are going to go to electric. But you know, you're going to have you're going to have those people that are like, "Fuck that noise! I like my my my, my American muscle, my European whatever, my rice burners, however you want to put it. You know, I like my gasoline or my you know." The way my engine is. I don't want some electric battery type of thing. 
I mean, there's people out there like me. Don't get me wrong. I love. I I, I had a ball. I had a, um. I had a side gig. I was doing at nighttime, and uh, I had to get another. I was waiting to get another car. And I've always made fun of Priuses <clears throat> because every time I've been behind a Prius, they've always drove so super slow. I'm like, man, they ain't got no power. I'm, this is what I'm thinking. Well, the guy I was working for, I was picked up a second gig because of slow season and everything. And uh, he let me use his Prius. And I'm like, ooh, I want a Prius. <laughs> I mean, that, that thing gets up. I'm not going to BS. Like, I went... I went from uh, in a half a mile. I think I got uh, up to one hundred two. Huh? <laughs> in a Prius? In a Prius? I lie to you not. Yeah, oh well, yeah. I got yeah. I got up to one hundred two in a Prius. It was a it was a two thousand twenty one, self charging too. Loved it. Didn't have to stop and charge that plug it in anywhere. It, it just by driving it, it charged itself, which it was it was a very I mean, dude, I went to I went to Kentucky and back in the Prius on a full tank of gas. That's it. I filled up once. Wow. I filled up when I left, and then I, I I had like a quarter tank when I got back. Oh my god! I mean, I'm not I'm not taking nothing away from the electric car or the partially electric car, but I mean, eventually one day. Hopefully, I probably won't be living when this happens. But I mean, it's going to be a, engines and gasoline cars are going to be obsolete. Sad to say, but what people, most people don't realize, trying to outlaw it within the next twenty years. But here's the thing, and this is what people need to realize. Okay, so all right, yeah, cars, gasoline. You know, carbon monoxide gets released into the air. Pollution, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But the batteries that run these electric cars pollute the air with more um, radiation and toxins than gasoline vehicles do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because they rate what a battery is ion, it's uh, lithium, right? So it, when those things burn out, they're and they're burning and they're they're working. There's no like these, especially the older models. They actually release more uh, pollution into the air, more like waves of pollution. But it's not like smoke and things like that. Because you got to think, for every car, if you plant a tree for every car, well, one tree. Cuts down the pollution on every two cars, roughly. Don't quote me on that. But you got to think every, you know, the more trees, the more oxygen, right? So if you have trees, then you have oxygen. But the gasoline, carbon monoxide only stays, only stays in the air for X amount of time. I mean, these these waves that are being released by the the the, the batteries from these electric cars aren't always the safest either. To be honest. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You got me wanting to do some research now. <clears throat> I know I'm in your podcast, but it, it, 
And would it be okay with you, sir, as the host? Am I allowed to smoke a cigarette? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I have to ask because this is your show, and I would like to be polite. <laughs> I mean, it's not here. I didn't say, hey, hey, man, can I, can I go do a bump real quick? I was like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to smoke, a, I'm gonna smoke a, a J in your, 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 uh, no, that's not allowed. <laughs> no, no. Uh, this, this is literally my, well, we, we've had this conversation, but this is literally my only bad habit. Uh, I mean, it could be worse. Especially nowadays with people. Right. So. Do you work on motorcycles? I'm actually learning. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Like there are certain things I can do. Like I'll winterize it for you. I can winterize it for you. Um, because usually all that does all that is is uh it's it's basically the uh the oil filter, drain the oil, fresh oil, fresh plugs. Um, but most people don't realize uh, like I had a I had a motorcycle I had a um, 2000 2000 I think it was yeah, I get no answer <laughs> it was a 2000 uh, Yamaha V-Star six, 650 Classic first bike uh, the guy that uh, um, the guy that I got it from he uh he didn't do a tune up when he got it I guess because when I did the oil change and the spark plug the oil smelled like burnt popcorn. It's never good for a bike. Burnt popcorn. Yes, we all know what that smells like. I'm sure everybody's burning a bag once, you know, here and there. You if, you, if you're making burnt popcorn, I don't want none. If you're making popcorn and it smells like that, I don't want none. No. So when. I, and, and that's never good. So, um, but I, I'm glad because before I started riding in, I, I did, you know, I changed the oil, I changed the spark plugs. And I always tell people when it comes to cars or when it comes to anything uh, engine wise, do a tune up on it. When you get something used and it doesn't come from a dealer, do a tune up on it. Uh, do do a, a basic tune up, which is oil plug, you know, plugs, wires, uh, oil change, oil filter. Do that because then you know personally that it's done and you don't got to worry about it because you don't know what somebody else prior to you did to the vehicle. Um, you don't know what's been maintained on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. My Volvo has a service record file of like this thick. Mm. So, but the problem was that I got it after sitting for two years. So it sat for two years. So all the seals, when a car sits for two years, it, uh, seals tend to go bad. They get dry because they're not being lubricated. Right. Too much or not enough lubrication cracks seals all day long. But um, I got my bike. I, I When I got my inserts, I, um, I drove down to Charlotte. Bike drove great. Got back, uh, had it on the road for maybe another few weeks and I started getting this tick well I took it to this spot and I probably shouldn't have took it to them and I, I never will refer this spot to anybody ever in my life because I got my bike back and it was worse than it was when I took it to them mm. and because um, I had a small tick and 
it was probably my lifter, my lifter right there in the top of the engine. Well, these guys, they did a diag on it. That cost me 106 for the diagnostics, the diagnostics to be run on it, which it's only a, a V-twin, little little V-twin engine. Yeah. But bike mechanics are harder to find because it's a lot smaller parts. But uh, I wanted uh, to replace my engine because they cracked the undercarriage bolt. I'm driving on Father's Day. What was that last year? Yes. Last year, and my engine splits from the the stator under across from, from the where the stator meets the engine all the way to my starter, <clears throat> and all the oil in my engine just poured out and hit my back wheel. I didn't go down. Luckily, I didn't go down, but I was in second gear, and on a bike that's a 650 in second gear, I was still going roughly. I just shifted down to second gear, so I was at like 45-ish because my bike, I would, no, I was at like, I was at, I'm sorry, I was going, I was below 40, but you have oil flush that tire and hit that tire. I started fishtailing. I didn't, luckily, I didn't go down though, but um, I might have to replace my own engine. So I learned real quick how to work on, on, a, on a, um, a Yamaha V-Star. And they're actually very easy and very simple to work on. Uh, engine replacement starters, minor things like that, I, I'll do. I'm not, I'm not one to tear the engine apart because sometimes I'm be telling you from experience. Sometimes it's cheaper to get a whole new engine for your bike or a good used engine for the bike, and it it will be cheaper than obviously a car. Um, to do the labor on one of those, uh, they. They are a little more time consuming because it is smaller parts and it's a lot more, you know, um, detail to them. Uh, and because if you miss one little piece in the right position or the right setting of something, it just doesn't line. You got to do it all over. So bikes are a little more tedious, but um, I, I do, I do fool around with them. Usually, it's just it's uh it's not major internal work it's it's minor ex uh etern- i guess minor work i guess you'd say so i mean but i'll fool around with it i'll fool around with them all day like i got a, um i got a 650 yamaha vista uh yamaha no sorry kawasaki ninja little 650 kawasaki ninja i gotta put a chain on it uh i mean that's that's something easy i just gotta order the chain that's it so. All right, I'm going to ask you a question that has six different questions in it, maybe seven. With your cars, what's the oldest car you've ever worked on? What's the most exotic car you've ever worked on? What's the most expensive car you've ever worked on? What's the biggest, largest vehicle which now you're talking tractor trailers, buses, construction vehicles. What's the largest vehicle you've ever worked on? Um, street bike, Harley, you know, your cruisers. Um, what's the difference between the two bikes when it comes to, to the different maintenance? Okay. So your first question was, what's the 
What's the oldest car you've ever worked on? Oh, man. Um, a 69 Camaro. Guy came out, said he, he knows how to do a starter. And he wanted creating a short in the wire of the starter. So every time he'd put the starter in, it would start outside the vehicle, but not inside the vehicle. So he had to do a whole new harness. And that thing was sexy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, you know, I don't I don't get a lot of um I I don't get a lot of old school cars. Um or as we say, old school American muscle. Um, I don't get a lot of muscle cars, um, but personally, those cars are more expensive and exotic than um, than the average car out there. And I say that because they are rare; they they are extremely hard to find parts for. Exactly. Uh, you don't get aftermarket stuff for them. You have to get factory setting parts for them unless you're doing upgrades to them um so when it comes to three of your questions personally and professionally the the 69 is the oldest the more most exotic and the most expensive car I've worked on. <laughs> <clears throat> yep and uh and he just wanted to fix the starter so he could sell it so uh, I mean, but the the biggest uh, biggest car I attempted, and I say attempted because um, it, it his threads just kept spinning. They, they were just they were done. Um, guy had a an, a, a big rig. He needed his um, uh, what was it that needed it. His his brake, his, his pad, or, or it was something. Something came loose while he was driving, and uh, he he didn't want to because eighteen wheelers when they get as soon as they get hooked up, their hookups a hundred. It's like it's super expensive for the hookup. In every mile, it's like I think he said a hundred dollars for every mile. He said to get it towed to where he had to get it towed to would have cost him like. I want to say like just just to get a towed, it would cost them like five grand. So those, yeah, wow. dude, it, it's because you know they gotta have special tow trucks. They can't have the regular rollbacks or the regular snatch and grab guys. They have to have a big rig tow truck, tow truck come yeah. out and tow them. And they're so not cheap. They, and it's not cheap. And um, I think the the other biggest one I've worked on was uh, it was a. An F three fifty diesel. Uh, what was it? Um, what was it? Uh, the um, I can't. It was the 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 supercharged diesel. I can't. I can't. I can't remember the exact name of it. Right offhand, it has a certain name to it. It's uh, it's like the more higher end of the diesels when it comes to the pickups, but uh. Oh, the two, it's the, uh, I think, yeah, it's two stroke diesel. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that, that's another big one I worked on. I had to replace a, uh, a glow plug in it. That's a pain in the ass. And I'm not a diesel, I'm not a diesel mechanic. So, um, but it's easy to work on. It was just, it's a pain in the ass because 
everything like goes back to saying everything has to be exactly right exactly right mm-hmm. uh, you know it, but uh i guess when it comes to the difference between the cruisers and the um the crotch rockets or rice burners or whatever you want to call them um street bikes um so if you're opting to get most people don't realize you know you got these guys that they've rev their engines a lot it's not healthy for any type of bike whether it's a cruiser or a street bike um you you're you're wearing down that clutch all day long um and they do it all day long all day long all day long but what most what, what a lot of people do with the street bikes is they upgrade their clutch they get like a, a super sport type of clutch in there and they're able to do that a little more um uh that that's why i you know the guys that like get those ones one exhausts they like pop and backfire and sound like gunshots when they go gah, 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 gah. yeah mm-hmm. that that's super bad for the engine super bad Wow. Um, yeah, it's super bad because what you're doing is you're holding out all that compression in and releasing it all at one time, and it's super bad for your pistons and your O-rings and everything else. Yeah, you, you can wind up blowing a, a rod right through the hood if you do it, you know, if you keep doing it on a constant, regular basis when it comes to a car. When it comes to a bike, you wind up just wearing your clutch out so hard. Um, but the, the standard maintenance is winterization. Um, I mean, the, the average bike doesn't, you know, it, just keep the main maintenance on depending on the bike uh you you have drive shaft driven you have belt driven you have chain driven so most crotch rockets or street bikes are chain driven most uh harleys are belt driven uh there are some street bikes i believe that are belt driven also um the yamaha v v star is a drive shaft personally i like the shaft driven personally because i don't have to worry about something stretching out or something breaking a chain after so long if it's not lubricated because those chains are only protected until you go so far back so if you're not constantly if it's not constantly lubricated with the with the chain grease with a right amount of chain grease it, it gets dry and it breaks uh belt stretch so they tend to break or they wear out and they slip uh I personally like a drive shaft driven vehicle because it, most of the time you just got to replace the um the diff fluid which is a heavyweight oil every um I think it's every like uh 10,000 miles okay yeah yeah so it's like every 10 15,000 miles if I maybe actually maybe more um but the maintenance on a vehicle, the main maintenance on a vehicle that you have to maintain if you take care of your vehicle and you're not some somebody just, you know, revving your engine all the time and things like that. And you you ride. And if you're uh, if you ride, then uh, you, you want to do the renovation, which you're, you're, you're swapping out to a, a lighter oil base during the wintertime because um, some people still ride during the winter. But when it gets colder, you want a lighter oil base because uh, in the summer, that thicker oil, it, it thins out easier than in the winter. Right. In the, in the wintertime, you go with a, a, a grade down because 
it's not going to thin out as easy. Yes, your engine will get still get just as hot, but it doesn't have the counter reaction that the sun's having on your bike also to thin it out even more. So it stays a little thicker. So in the summertime, you want to swap out to a like um, a thicker oil. Wintertime, the thinner oil. Um, change your plugs out. Uh, change your wires out. Uh, you know, do do the basic basic maintenance on the bike, more or less, uh, from my personal experience and and working on mine personally, and and knowing people that work on bikes and and helping them work on certain bikes and things like that. Um, but if comfortability wise, if you want to go like people who want to buy a bike and there's, there's nothing better than being on the road um, and the freedom of being on a bike. Uh, I, I will say one thing and, and an old man told me this. He's like, there's a few things you need to know when you're riding. He's like, uh, you know, respect your bike, respect the road that your bike is on. You know, uh, always, always be vigilant because it's not you and your bike you really got to worry about because if you trust your 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 skills of a of a rider, and you trust the road that you're on and the bike that your road is on, you have to worry about everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he said he said to me this. He said, "It's not if you lay it down; it's when you lay it down. What you do next, because it's a whole different bulking. You know, when you're on two wheels compared to four, it is." Um, it's a whole different ballgame. And and I've I'm I'm one to speak from experience. I mean I have road rash. It's it's pretty fair now, but I have road rash. Um I was transferring lanes and there was a the, the road that was supposed to be straight, had a buckle here and a ripple on the other on the transfer. And uh my tire, my the, the outer wall of my tire hit it the wrong way. And with me being on a cruiser. Um, the the wheel wheelbase is a little different than a uh, a street bike. So when I hit it and I when I transferred, um, it buckled my tire just enough to where I lost and it went down. I got back up. I let go of my bike. Uh, I had highway bars on it. Thank goodness, because if not, it would land on my leg and would have dragged me. Uh, if you have a cruiser. The best suggestion for a cruiser uh, or any bike really is to get a stabilization bar if it does not come with one. So the stabilization bar will stop that jerk that is possible when you might hit the oil in the middle of the road. And, you know, anybody that rides will always learn that you never ride in the middle of the lane, whether, whether, when it's cold, you don't, they don't, people that ride don't usually ride in the middle of the lane anyway. No, they, 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 they ride close all, to even line. Be, and the reason behind that is because cars take up the whole lane. Exactly. So when cars, they release all their fluids in the middle of the lane. Mm-hmm. The oil, their coolant, their every all the fluids. So when it rains, and it's very prominent not to ride in the middle lane when it rains. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and that's why because you will go down it's not it's not an if it's 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 a a fact you're going to hit that oil slick and it's going to take that tire out and uh it's not about the back tire at all because that that fat boy back tire is going to hold you up but 
that front tire, if that buckles and you don't have the stabilization bar, you're going to jerk. It's going to jerk. Um, and if you're not ready for it, it it's a split second. Uh, but it, it, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk anybody away from riding. Cause damn, I miss my bike. I'm not even gonna lie. I sold it. I got rid of it. It was just, if you buy a bike and you buy an older bike, always go with more miles on an older bike. If it has more miles, that means they rode it. That means they maintained it. If it's still, if it works and it's in operating condition. So it's the opposite when it comes to a car, man. You know, um, older car, less miles. You know, the less miles on a car when it's older, the better a car usually is. It means yep. it wasn't it wasn't abused like that. Uh, the bike bikes are different. The older the bike, the more miles you really want because that means they they rode it. That means they they most likely maintained it. Um, like I, me being inexperienced when I got my first bike, I thought I was getting a great deal, and I, and I mean, really, in in hindsight, I kind of did. Um, <clears throat> it, it was a great beginner bike. My Yamaha V Star six fifty classic was a great bike to start with. Um. I um I got it for I got him down to uh I think I paid him fifteen fifteen hundred bucks. It had ten thousand miles on it. And uh when I got rid of it I put two and I only rode it maybe for six months. So that speaks if I'm putting two thousand miles on a motorcycle in six months, that says something. <laughs> I love you know, like if anybody knows me, they can ask me, you know, my mom's and every chance I got, I was on my bike, you know, every chance. If I was going to just do a die, you know, uh, uh, just to check out a vehicle, I'd take my motorcycle. I wouldn't even take my car. I, if I'm no, I'm not doing a little labor on it that day, I'm taking my bike to look at your car. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up on the bike. And, and me personally, because I ride, I'm a big guy street bikes aren't my thing i mean yeah the one i got outside has a street bike but i i like to cruise so me personally i I, i'm investing i'm gonna invest in another cruiser because i like to go long distance and they're they're more comfortable man it's just more comfortable being on a cruiser you don't have to worry about the lower back issue being a big guy like me i'm i'm what six four two sixty i mean a little crotch, a little crotch rocket is not. They call them a crotch rocket because it's literally, it's a missile between your thighs. That's what it is. You know, um, you're going to, they yeah, they go faster, but I mean, they there's they're also known to wreck a lot easier too than cruisers, right? You know, and more people walk away from laying down their cruiser than they do their their street bike mm-hmm. you know and it, it's sad to say because yeah most of them are plastic it's mainly plastic the only thing on the street bikes are that are really metal are the bars the frame and the engine <laughs> everything else usually is plastic and it's a higher cc engine or it might be a lower cc engine but the torque the torque behind it is what gets that that kick mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I, I went to Charlotte on my first cruise, man. I took it by myself. Um, and it, once you get out of Maryland, it's a people 
drivers are a little more vigilant and respectful to riders. And if anybody rides, they know what I'm saying. Like, you know, the difference between a driver and a rider. A rider is on a on a bike, man, and and you, you see him coming before. You know, we're we're supposed to see you before you see us. We're supposed to anticipate uh, before you make that reaction. So we're always supposed to be in that mirror. Um, and if you if you ever see a motorcycle behind you, and say you were on somebody's ass, lay off that somebody's ass because when you break. They take longer to break than cars because they got a downshift. Yes, believe it or not. Oh wow! Motorcycles take longer to break than cars because listen, you have four pads, two wheels on a bike, right? And you still got a downshift to first gear, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're on the highway, here's a scenario: if I'm on the highway and I'm behind you, and you're in a car, and there's, a, there's there's another person in front of you in a car, and you're traveling that you're only traveling two seconds behind them, right? I might be traveling that three seconds behind you, right? But this is where it falls into play. I have to look far ahead, far and close. So I have to look ahead of me and close to me because – if I see red lights ahead of you, I'm going to start shifting down naturally. But you never know if you had to slam on your brakes. I need, you have to give the motorcyclist ample time to either have an escape, which he should always have an escape. But if he doesn't, sometimes it's not an option. But that's why like when I ride and I have, I know I got a cruiser or a motorcycle on my side, on 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 one of my sides or or in behind me, I give them, you know, I slow down and I do that for a reason because I'd rather him go around me, me see him, than him have to worry about me breaking. Or if I'm behind one, I'll ease back more than I usually would with a car. Because I can slam my car usually on my brakes in my car and stop dead to rights usually if my brakes are good. You know, with a bike, it's not that simple. It's because if you lock them brakes up, you're going it the motorcycle. If the motorcycle has the motor, the rider has to lock his brakes, he's going down. Cause he he'll he'd rather go down and lay that bike down than, than hit the back of that car. Mm-hmm. You know, um and I mean, I've laid my bike down twice, and once, um, twice, both times weren't really my fault. Uh, I opted not to hit the girl because she just ran out in front of me, went in the jog down the Pell's Point. I had to, I had to right away. She looked dead at me, dead at me, and no sooner did I start to turn that she decided to start jogging out in front of me, and me being a new rider. Um, I didn't tap my brake. I was only in first gear, but I didn't tap my brake. I uh, I hit both both brakes, and that was the worst thing. I mean, I laid it, I laid it down, but it was like uh, that movie um, Jack Reacher when um, when he got out of the car and just let it keep cruising. <laughs> I just stood up and let it keep sliding. <laughs> it was it was like yeah. So, but um, 
I mean, I've, it, it's nothing fun. It's not fun to go down at all. Whether you, it hurts you, it hurts the bike, you know, and then you're pissed and you're like, oh, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> it happens though. It, it's going to happen. It's not, like I said, it's not when it happens. It's, or if it happens, it's it's just it's when it happens. So, I don't know. Yeah. Damn it! It's almost nine o'clock, homie. You watch wrestling? I do. The bike the Undertaker rides. What kind of bike is that? Uh, I believe that is a. I want to say that's a, a soft. Uh, it's a fat boy. If I'm not mistaken, it's a Harley. Is Which it? one? Yeah, it, it is. It is a Harley. But believe it, you want to know something crazy? He really doesn't know how to ride. He just, if you look at some of the or, older American badass versions of him and said now, he doesn't know actually how, know how to ride like that. He stays in first gear the whole time. And that's the worst because he's not going above 10 miles an hour. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. You know, it's TV, so it's it's a gimmick. It's 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 a show. And I mean, he he does now, but he didn't before. And and that's not where I was trying to go with it. I was just. Oh yeah. Why are why are those bikes so far and in between? Loud. What the? Uh, you, you don't see them. The the old school ones. The ones the ones that he rides with no back and it's like kind of no no um so here's the thing all that is is the um it's just he doesn't have a queen seat on it it's a single seat it's a bob seat that's all it is and uh the the rear fender is just a wider fender that's all it is like i was gonna opt out to do that on mine and just make it a single cruiser just for me and yeah it's well fat boy yeah fat boys don't usually have a seat but I don't even think they make fat boys like that at Harley anymore. What's a fat boy? Harley. It's a brand. It's a type of Harley. You have uh, soft tails. You have fat boys. You have sports. Real wide tire in the back. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but my my mom was the Harley lady. She she built a she built a sportster from the ground up with my pop my pop pop. So. That was her first bike. She loves the Sportsters. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Me, if I ever... Like, Harleys are overrated, in my opinion. And I'm going to say that nowadays. Now they're overrated. And I'm going to say that because, you know, um, they're... After your bike is so many years old, Harley would not work on it. They refuse to work on it. Yep. Yep. And, yep. If your bike is so many certain a certain amount of years old, and it's a Harley, you got to take it somewhere else to work on it. Now, don't don't get me wrong. If you have an older Harley, you will find a a mechanic to work on a Harley quicker and easier than you will find be able to find a metric mechanic, which is usually Yamaha, um, Suzuki, you know, things like that. The foreign bikes, right? Because of the the, the way the bolts are, are made it's the metrics are different it's a metric mechanic so it's it's like a it's like a, uh, fractions instead of whole numbers okay 
Yeah, so it's like uh, three fourths instead of a, a, a eight millimeter, for instance, or like a three fourth wrench does this job for that bike because, but an eight millimeter or millimeters won't work because most of the like my bike was all the it was all the um, the uh, Optigon, the Optigon shape. The uh, oh, I can't even think of the name right now, like or star bids and things like that. So it's like the metric bikes call for certain tools. So the the mechanics for them are, are far far and few in between. Okay. Metric bikes, yeah, and they cost more to work on a metric bike than a Harley, believe it or not. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I hope the audience learned something. I know I did. I mean, I learned a lot. I'm not a street. I'm not a, a bike person, and at my age, at your age, with that beard. <laughs> Dude, all you got to do, all you got to do, right? All you got to do is get yourself a nice little cruiser with a, a king and queen seat, right? And I know how tall you are. So a 650 is a 650 or an 1100 is perfect for you. And you get something with a nice, a nice little cruiser. Your, your game would like intensify tenfold. I lie to you not. They would just want to get on the back of the bike and take a cruise with you. Women love bikes. Doesn't matter. Do. Does not matter. There is a a woman that listen. Bikes do not discriminate against. They're they are far from discriminatory when it comes to, uh, you know, race. All women love bikes. All women. I don't care where you're from, how you were raised. You know, don't get me wrong. Some women like uh, street bikes better than they do cruisers. But the thing about it is, if you, if anybody knows anything. Um, more, more people are riding cruisers than they are street bikes now because they realize that they're, they're nicer. They can do more to them. They, the maintenance on them is easier than a street bike. They're safer. In my opinion, they are safer. And, um, the, the comfortability is there. You can have your, your loud exhaust with your stereo system and still hear everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, people want to go long distance and, you know, you, um, if you, uh, yeah, I see it. If, if you want to, if you want to crotch rock, you know how many breaks you got to take to go down to ocean city alone? Huh? Cause you're going back. That lower lumbar is going to kick your ass. So <laughs> unless you're a young spring, unless you're a young man and I'm definitely not a young man anymore. I mean, I'm younger than you. And watch your mouth. He looks younger than me. No, I I told him when I grow up I want to have a beard like his. Though he got mad at me because I shaved mine. Yeah, don't shave. What did I do? Why? No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it next this time. But uh, I mean no. If um, you know, if anybody has any questions or concerns or like wants me to look at their vehicle, uh, I'm gonna post my information. information. Shoot all your information. information on the site. I'm gonna post everything over to him. Shoot everything over him and let him do his magic and. Well, you know, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. You know, um, it took us forever to do this, though. <laughs> well, you know, one one was was one thing, and then last week was the whole emergency thing, and I know I'm just ragging you, brother. I'm just I'm just jobbing you, man. Just jobbing you. <laughs> you know, but, man. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad we were able to finally get you in. 
Yeah, like I said, sure. I hope a lot of people learn something about their vehicle, about their bike. I know I learned a whole lot about both, especially bikes, because I don't, I'm not a bike person. Don't have one. Don't have the, the. Get one. Get one. <laughs> if I was ever to get one, it would be a cruise. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I'm I'm not young no more, so I'm not trying to do all the speed and and trying to be fancy. Um, I, like I I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just I all have about that crotch rocket. Yeah, I have that crotch rocket, but I just I'll cruise around the city with that. If anything, if I keep it, probably sell it. <laughs> but yeah, shoot me, shoot me all your information uh, between now and then. Um, just give the people your Facebook and your in your Instagram so they can contact you that way. Because um, I have a business uh, Facebook. It's um if you just my email is easy budget auto repair at gmail.com. So if you like type that in on um Facebook, it should pop up with a little mechanic guy holding the wrench with the black and white American flag in the background. Uh it's Nicholas Smith. It'll it'll say my name. But uh the business email is the little mechanic guy holding the wrench. So uh and then I don't even know what my uh my IG is. I'm about to show my dog my taser. <laughs> I just show it to him. He I, he looked thanks to the flashlight. Um uh yeah, I don't even know my IG offhand right now, to be honest. So because I don't really I don't use it that much. I use my Facebook and my contact more than anything. So, okay. but I'll uh, I'll post everything to him and then um to have it up shortly hopefully so if he doesn't yeah. get off here and get ready to go out I'm gonna get me something to eat I'm gonna take me a shower and then you know where I'm headed yep but we ain't gonna tell the audience that because they don't even know all that no 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 you gonna get some, get some stalkers. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right, brother. Till next time, man. I hope to see you soon, man. Likewise. I know, find Likewise. I know where to find you, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not hard to find at all. <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> Literally. All right. And you know Lord, where to find me when I'm not indeed. there. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Love well, you. Appreciate well, you, man. Have a great weekend, everybody. Or have a great weekend, man. Thanks again. Appreciate it. This is a Skyline Radio talk show on Be Exposed Radio every Friday from 7 to 9. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in.